What's up guys? What is shaking? What's happening out there? What's doing? How's everybody doing? Guys, girls, important here's a who's, little women in a shoe, whatever you are. I don't know. It's been a long time, guys. It's been, it's been way too long. It's been so long that I have no idea what I'm doing uh, with this show anymore, really. It's taken me the last, time is it now? 3.08 in the afternoon. It's taken me the last 38 minutes to get everything set up and get everything running and get everything to do what the fuck I wanted to do because nothing was working. How's everybody doing out there? Everybody doing okay? Welcome to the uh, another edition of the Punch List. I'm sorry, the, another edition of uh, Craft Conversations with uh, Brian Dales. That's who I am. Thanks for joining. If you have joined, uh, I'm not doing a live show. You know, I mean, I was doing a live shows uh, here and there, but here's here's the honest truth, guys, which I'm always honest with you guys. But when I do a live show, uh, especially if I stream it to Facebook or Instagram or whatever, I haven't tried it to YouTube yet. I guess I could do that. My mom probably wouldn't see that. But my worry is <laughs> my worry is that my mom is going to to see the live version of it. I don't think she goes back and watches the. Uh, the YouTubes anymore, you know, the recorded versions of it. I think she stopped uh, because I used the F word too much. But I know that uh, if I was to, if it was to pop up, you know, that Brian has started a live video, she would probably join because she's not sure if it's if it's this thing or if it's something else I'm doing around town. You know, I do some other some other ventures as, as far as video goes, and I upload some of those to or most of those to YouTube, and uh, sometimes I'll do a live version of those. So who knows, man? I don't know if she's watching the show or not anymore but um you know i'm just not taking a chance oh i still got this damn thing on just not taking a chance anymore uh got a different angle going on this time i don't think i've ever done the show from from this seat this is the other side of the of the dinette here in the travel trailer i can't figure out what to do with my arms how to situate for uh this particular angle I'm looking out all the windows and stuff. I got the windows open, trying to get some natural light in here. I've also got my my light uh, set up over here, actually coming out of the bathroom because that was the only place I could uh, set it up for this angle. Um, but yeah, I got these windows open, so I keep looking out these windows because uh, the neighbors are outside. The garage door is open. There's a lot of people uh, bustling around, and then I've got my dad out doing some yard work and stuff here, so I keep waiting on people to be peeking in the window and seeing uh, what's going on in the travel trailer. I sh I'm now noticing that I probably should have put down the leveling jacks because I've got a little bit of a wobble, a little bit of a shake going on. So you might see some camera shake. If I move around a little bit, you know, this 225 pound body kind of bustling around, moving around in this space, uh, you know, it gets the travel trailer rocking a little bit, you know, and it doesn't do a lot of rocking because... <laughs> Number one, nobody comes in this travel trailer except uh, Leia and I, Leia and me. And, um, yeah, and normally I got the leveling jacks down, so nobody notices that uh, things are going on. Let's let's get this out of the way real quick here, guys. Um, 
let's put it back on this screen here. So I've got the untapped pulled up and we're going to drink a little, you know, open a little beer to start the show here. Matter of fact, you know, I've noticed something lately uh, while I'm watching the Punchlist MMA podcast. And uh, by the way, if you guys haven't watched the Punchlist MMA podcast or listened to it, I prefer to watch. Uh, get out there and do it. It's on YouTube. It's on um, it's on Apple uh, Podcasts. It's on Spotify, I believe. It's on all the all the places that you can consume podcasts. It's out there. So get out there and listen to those guys if you want some some realistic reviews and predictions and uh, uh, news in the MMA world. They're the guys to go to. Uh, Trey and Dale out there doing fantastic stuff. They got a uh, pretty good following going. Um, but yeah, I think. If I'm correct, they've started stealing. They started stealing my mojo here, where you know where we talk about a beer at the beginning of the show, at the drop of the show. Where are we at here? God damn it! Now that finger's in the way. This finger was in the way. Now that finger's back in the way. Fuck! I got a little shine on there. This is a 13 stripes, uh, the Dapper Lion. It's an India Pale Ale. I normally do that after I've opened the damn beer and poured it, so that way I'm not. Uh, fuck! I'm way out of practice here. I'm going to pour it into this Boonshine uh, Brewing Company out of uh, Boone, North Carolina. Out of this, uh, I bought two of these glasses. I figured, you know, or two of these cups. I figured, you know, what's what's going on? I'm out here in the travel trailer. You know, the the more glass I got going on, the 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 worse. Uh, so I I pretty much gotten rid of all my glassware, my pint glasses. Um, my uh, old-fashioned glass, I've pretty much gone to all this type of glassware, or cupware. One, it keeps it... Let me switch back over to this camera. One, it keeps it a lot uh, colder for longer, you know. And also, if you put a hot beverage in there, it keeps it hotter for longer as well. So it works both ways. Um, a, lot of, a lot of things going both ways these days, right? But, <laughs> what was I saying? I've lost total control of the show already. What I was saying was, uh, Dale and Trey have somehow decided, uh, you know, and it's, it's flattering, I guess, because they, they've stole something from the show, uh, without asking, by the way, that um, I think was integral to, to this show, Craft Conversations, where we open up a beer at the beginning of the show and we talk about it, we pour it, we look at it. Of course, we're not going to look at it anymore because I'm, unless I do a show somewhere else, but, because uh, I don't have a, a clear glass where you can look at it, but. We talk about it. So they started doing that at the beginning of the show. And, you know, I'm just fucking around with these guys. I like it a lot. I, it's, you know, it's it's uh, cool that they've kind of taken something uh, that maybe I did. I don't know if I inspired it or not. Maybe they just decided they wanted to drink during the show and didn't even think twice about uh, that I do that stuff on my show. So I think it's flattering. I think they're doing it um, because I do it, and I appreciate that. So... They're doing that at, at the top of their show. Punch Listen to May. Go check those guys out. And um, they've got a fantastic sponsor of theirs that I need to place another order with, really, because I'm, I'm out of meat, and I'm a meat-type guy, carnivore-type guy. But they uh, have a sponsor out there, Stay Classy Meats. I've uh, gotten a couple of their boxes in the past, a few of their boxes in the past. Excuse me while I wipe my face because it's hot as balls out here in the trailer. I don't want to turn the AC on because it's too too damn loud, but... Uh, they've got a fantastic sponsor, Stay Classy Meats. If you haven't checked those guys out, I think the uh, code is still FIST, F-I-S-T. Um, 
go out there to their website, use the code FIST, and uh, get a certain percentage off. I think it's maybe a 10% off of your first box. And enjoy those guys. they got some fantastic meat that I'm sure you're going to appreciate the quality of it. So stay classy meats, punchless MMA. Appreciate what those guys are doing. They are, they've become more, more and more entertaining as the shows go on. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm a little, I guess maybe I'm a little skittish. Maybe I'm a little kind of spazastic. Is that a name? Is that a word? Because what I've done, let me see if I can get the rest of this in here now. The fucking head was too big on it to begin with, but what I've done, still got a little bit left in there. You can't see it on any of these cameras. So I'm not even going to put it up, but, um, God, I'm all over, I'm bouncing all over the place. I was supposed to be talking about the beer, but let's talk about this first. So what I've done is, uh, here in South Carolina now, you can get CBD and the like. So I went out and bought some things. Um, wait a minute. Oh, shit. It might be in the car somewhere, but I think I'm, I'm missing, I'm missing one of these things out of here. But I went and bought some, uh, they got this thing called Delta 8 here at the CBD stores. And Slayton uh, first turned me on to it. He went to a shop when I was up there in Tennessee and got some pre-rolls. And I said, you know what? That pre-roll was good. We shared it between the three of us, between uh, Slayton, uh, the lovely Mrs. Lily, his wife, and uh, myself. We all sat out by the river up there at the Greenbrier Campground up in Cosby, Tennessee, or maybe it's not Cosby at that point. That might have been Gatlinburg. I'm not sure exactly what the city it, it was in. But... um they bought this uh, pre-roll, and we all three smoked it, split it. And I tell you what, for a CBD product and not a THC product, got a little buzzed. And uh, matter of fact, uh, Slayton went and took a nap in the trailer for for a couple of, for a few, for a few hours. Actually, it was dark by the time he came out, and uh, we got back together and had a good time in the in the uh, at the fire pit. But I would highly recommend it. Uh, this is one I got from. Holy City Vape, I think it's called, off of uh, Charlie Road. So I got this, uh, I got this Rift 500 milligram uh, Delta gummies. I got a blue, some blue Skittles, which is uh, an Indica profile. I got a Hawaiian Haze, which is a hybrid. So it's a hybrid between an Indica and a Sativa strain. And then... I've got a fucking, I've got a third one somewhere, but it must have fallen out the bag. Hopefully she gave me all three of them. I don't even know, but I'll have to go back and check my receipt and see if, if I actually bought three. But I thought I bought one of each flavor that they had, but hopefully it's in the truck somewhere. But So yeah, I'm if I'm a little spastic and, and kind of all over the place, which I normally am, uh, I haven't done a show in about a month, so I'm kind of out of practice a little bit as well, but I took... Uh, Basically, took one of those gummies before I started the show. Um, now, 30, 49 minutes ago. So, it's probably kicking in a little bit. Uh, you know, it's mild. It's nothing that's going to be crazy, but it uh, might be a little interesting. So, what were we going to do? We were going to go to this beer, right? So, what we have here today is from 13 Stripes. They're up in the upstate of South Carolina here. And this one is called the Dapper Lion. Take a look. Oh, excuse me, guys. Hopefully my, I don't know what happened. If you, if you listened to the last show, like I said, it was about a month ago up in uh, Boone, North Carolina when I went up there to try and do some skiing. The weather 
was not very kind to me, so I did not ski, but I did a lot of fun stuff. And I don't know, about halfway through the last show, my mic all of a sudden had a sound like a damn banshee. I mean, it was just a, a hard, hard screech of a sound that was unbearable for me. But um, I talked to some other people that listened, that listened to the show, that listened to some other podcasts, um, not naming any names, like I said, podcasts that they said that even though that horrible sound came up during the during the podcast, that it was still more enjoyable and better than uh, the podcast we weren't named, the Like I Said podcast. So that's that's encouraging. I like that even in my worst of times, I can still be better than uh, some other people that are at, in the best of times. So let's get back to this beer. <laughs> Oh my goodness, the Dapper Lion uh, from 13 Stripes Brewery. It's an IPA, it's an American style. 6.7% uh, ABV or alcohol by volume. Has no IBUs listed. I don't know why that happens. I guess as users, you know, input it. Uh, I would think if the brewery would have input this onto Untapped that they would actually list the IBUs. But this was probably user input. And um, if you can't find the IBUs, you don't list them. So it's got an average rating of 3.74. Uh, not too many check-ins. It must be a fairly new beer, 279 check-ins total. It's a collaboration with the Greenville Zoo Foundation. A portion of the proceeds goes toward their conservation efforts. Brewed, dry-hopped with Galaxy, Enigma, and Comet Hops. So that's what we're drinking. And that's kind of cool. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest fan of zoos anymore, guys. I mean... You know, we lock enough things up in this country, in this world, that uh, I, I don't think we need to be locking animals up in cages. I know a lot of people will say, well, some of these things are endangered or they're about to be extinct or whatever. I guess that means the same thing. But uh, so I guess some people think that they're uh, that they're saving these things by, by locking them up in zoos. But I don't know. I just feel like, you know, who's going to prisons and looking at the people in the fucking cages and, and looking at, oh, look. Here's mass murderer from uh, South Wales. Here's a, you know, a rapist from, from New Mexico, <laughs> you know, in their in their natural habitat. No, none of these animals are in their natural habitat. Their natural habitat is where they're fucking supposed to be, right? This is a very unnatural habitat. I'm not a big fan of zoos. I do like that these guys collaborated with the Greenville Zoo. The zoo is there. It is providing a service for some people that uh, that don't mind the zoo atmosphere and you know they're getting some money from that so it's helping keep those guys afloat but i think we should get rid of all zoos i think it's cruelty to animals um if a, if a, if an animal is meant to be extinct it's going to be extinct i mean more than 99 percent of all the species that have ever existed on earth are now extinct so it's not like that doesn't happen we can't save every freaking thing um i know these things are cute and we want them to stay around forever but think if we would have saved all the animals that have ever existed on the earth, uh, we probably would not be here, right? So it's a balance, man, between, you know, the environment and, and animals and humans. And, you know, humans aren't going to be here forever. To be honest with you, we're going to be extinct one day. So I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of zoos, guys. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, we had a couple places out in, in Alaska, or at least one place out in uh, just south of Girdwood, Alaska, or it might have been right there in Girdwood. <clears throat> That was a zoo-ish type place, but these guys had tons and tons of acres to run around in, and I feel like it was a little better than a regular zoo. 
it was more like a natural habitat, even though it still wasn't natural. But, but, um, but a lot of these animals that were actually in that zoo were native to that land, to, to Alaska and those, those types of areas. So it's definitely more natural than, than not natural, right? Maybe not. Probably more unnatural than it is natural, but there was more naturality to it, is what I'm trying to say. Let's taste this beer, guys. I haven't even tasted it yet. Oh man, it tastes like zebra farts. No, I'm just kidding. It's pretty, it's pretty good beer. I've liked everything I've had from 13 Stripes. <clears throat> I haven't really had a bad uh, beer from those guys. I've lost my pen again that I usually use to to do this, you know, so I, so you don't see my finger doing all this stuff when I'm trying to change angles. But it's a good beer. It's definitely an American style. It's not uh, the juicy, hazy, you know, New England style that a lot of people are still putting out and putting out more and more of, actually, as we go along. Uh, a lot of breweries are starting to get back to, if they ever left from, the American or West Coast style IPAs, a little more bitter up front, a little cleaner type stuff. What was Dale drinking on his la on the last episode they just did? I'm not digging this angle. I like it because it gets, you know, I'm, I'm trying to grow this beard out. Uh, let's, we'll, we'll figure out what Dale was drinking in just a second. Uh, trying to grow this beard out, man. Um, speaking of Dale, Dale's got a majestic uh, beard going on right now during the, the lockdown, I guess. It's, it's looking pretty damn good. I'm not a big beard guy. I really don't like it at all. I don't like it on me. I don't like the way it grows. I don't like the color of it. I don't like the way it itches. Um, I don't like to have to maintain it. Although you got to shave to maintain a no beard. So uh, probably one and the same, right? But I decided and I started growing it before I left the West Coast and came back this direction. So I started growing it. I told my sons I was going to grow it. From that point until after the Mississippi River paddle. So that would be October. I, if y'all want to place some, some over-unders on that, you know, maybe the punch list MMA could do an over-under on, uh, how long will Brian go without shaving his beard? You could maybe do that and see if we can get any action going on that. But my plan is to keep it until after the Mississippi River. I just want to see exactly how long I can go and how long it can get. Also, my plan is to not to shave it as soon as possible. To, to is not to do that and shave it as soon as possible. So uh, let's put an let's put an over under on it, Trey Dale. I don't know. See if we can get some action. Maybe everybody can make some money. I mean, God knows nobody's making any money on your parlays right now. So let's see if we can get some better some better parlays going, or maybe just make that just a single bet so nobody has to worry about losing one of the one of the the bets on the parlay and losing everything, right? What was I going to look up? I was going to look up what Dale Lippin was drinking the other day on last night's podcast. Actually, they do podcast. It's uh, on Tuesdays now. I think it's, I think they've moved it to 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, 7.30 p.m. on the West Coast. I think that's their new time. At least that was their new time last night. So I don't know if they're going to keep that time or not, but, uh, what was he drinking? He was a drink, drinking a wild, wild, Leap Brewing Company. Let's see if I can figure out what it was. If I can remember off the top of my head here. Surprisingly, and I don't even know if uh, if Dale is on Untapped or not, but I am not his friend. 
or untapped. <clears throat> Wild Leap. Wild Leap. Uh, what the hell is the name of it? 254 beers. Search for a beer. I know he said it was a blonde. the fuck knows guys who do really cares really who cares what Dale was drinking this is not his podcast wild leap local gold blonde ale I think is what it was called let's look at that so yeah Dale was drinking the local gold blonde ale last night it is a uh, it's a hybrid style that blends elements of a German Kolsch English bitter and American blonde ale to create a dry, crisp, light, and refreshing ale that is enjoyable year-round. It's got a 5.4% ABV, 23 IBUs. That does sound pretty damn delicious. I do like a German Kolsch. I do like a great English bitter. I'm not huge on American Blonde, so the third one, but, you know, two-thirds of the beer is going to be good, right? So that's awesome. That is incredible. Cheers to, uh, to Dale and Trey. With the Punchlist MMA podcast. Who was that up front, guys? Well, that was uh, Cardi B and featuring Megan the Stallion with uh, the collaboration of Up and WAP. Is it WAP or WAP? Eh, I would say WAP because it stands for Wet Ass Pussy. So, ah, WAP. WAP, right? But I think some people call it WAP. I'm not really sure. Is it wet? WAP. WAP. I don't know how it's pronounced. It doesn't really make any difference. It still means the same thing no matter how you pronounce it. But that was their, uh, the 63rd Grammy Awards that they performed at the other night. Everybody's up in arms, you know, saying that we're canceling, uh, Dr. Seuss and the Muppets and Looney Tunes and, uh, Mr. Potato Head and all these things, but we allow Cardi B and Megan the Stallion to dance around half naked on the stage and talk about their wet ass pussy. Well, that is also not geared toward kids. I don't know. I'm not going to get into a big discussion on any of that stuff right now, but probably I won't ever really, because I think it's just it's stupid to even, even be fucking talking about it really. What else are we going to talk about here? We talked about State Classy Meats, uh, Punchless MMA. We talked about the beer, the music up front. I went to, since the last time I talked to you guys, I went to St. Louis. <clears throat> Not really St. Louis. I went to Illinois is what my destination was, to go talk to and see a couple friends of mine, uh, my friend Ryan. He lives up there outside of Scott Air Force Base in Belleville, Illinois. We were stationed there together at one point back in the uh, early 2000s. Matter of fact, 2000 to, no, 2002 to 2004, as a matter of fact. Late 2004, almost 2005, so a little over two years uh, we were stationed together up there. We originally were stationed together right off the bat, uh, starting back in 1992 in Valdosta, Georgia. He worked in the pharmacy. I, of course, was a physical therapy technician. We both worked in the same hospital. My wife was also, ex-wife, was also in the pharmacy at that time. 
and she was selected to be his sponsor. So she actually went, picked Ryan up, brought him back from the airport, and we became real good friends. Uh, not real good friends down there at Valdosta. We were kind of more of acquaintances. We hung out with other people that were real good friends with us. Uh, by the end, and uh, moving to Scott Air Force Base, we became even closer. We uh, found a common bond between us. Uh, both of our wives were cheating on us <laughs> at the same time up there in Scott Air Force Base. So we uh, bonded a lot more than we had bonded in Valdosta. And matter of fact, I ended up writing a, a story about it in my book. It's all fun and games until. And he actually wrote a story complimenting that story as well. So we both wrote a story for that book based on a certain situation that happened to us, or to me, to us, down in Valdosta, Georgia. Um, so that bonded us even more. <clears throat> and we've been best friends ever since. We, we, uh, we go along and see concerts all over the place. Uh, we've seen Dave Matthews Band mostly. Uh, we've seen some other things, some uh, Buck Cherry, Josh Todd, <clears throat> uh, various different things, you know, multi-person uh, concerts, uh, whatever you fuck, whatever you call those goddamn things. What are those things called? Um, <laughs> I can't even think of what they're called, but we've seen, we've gone to concerts where there's been multiple performers. Let's put it that way. Uh, two of the biggest things we've done, I guess, is, is going out of the United States. We went to Vancouver to see Dave Matthews one time, and we also went to uh, the other side of um, Niagara Falls there on the on the Canada side. I think it's Ontario, Toronto. One of those two things. If you know, put it down in the comments what it was. I'm not going to look it up right now, but it's one of those two things. It's on the Niagara Falls side of Canada, and we went and saw The Circle. Excuse me which is a band that uh, Sammy Hagar fronts, Michael, um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of anybody's goddamn names today. I can't think of anything, really. Let's look this up. The Circle. Michael Anthony is what I'm, think is what I'm talking about. The Circle Band. Uh... English-American rock supergroup band originally formed in Miami in 2014, consisting of former Montrose and Van Halen vocalist so, uh, Sammy Hagar, original Van Halen bassist Michael Anthony, drummer Jason Bonham of John Bonham uh, Bloodline, and guitarist Vic Johnson. So we went up and saw The Circle in Canada as well. Fantastic time. They were at a casino up there, on, like I said, on the Niagara Falls side of Canada. So... Good times with those guys, man. And they're doing, they've done some great stuff. Matter of fact, get out there on the YouTubes and look up the circle or look up Sammy Hagar, the Red Rocker, and you can see all their, uh, lockdown performances that they've been doing. They even, uh, put out an album with those performances here recently. So get out there and check those guys out. I think you'll rather enjoy it. The, uh, lockdown album they put out is a bunch of cover tunes of different, uh, bands that they enjoy. So. <clears throat> That's that. I don't even know how I got on that trip. I guess I was talking about going to St. Louis, right? So I went to Illinois up to Belleville. I left here. So that trip included uh, stopping a few places. You know, I didn't want to drive the entire thing. It was like a 12 and a half hour drive and that's without pulling a trailer. So it's even longer if I'm pulling a trailer up there. Decided to go up and just take some time. I had some time in between appointments, which we'll get to those here in a minute. 
uh, decided to drive up and see my buddy. So to get there, I uh, booked a Harvest Host location at the Golden Grove Farm and Brew, which is in Piedmont, South Carolina. So I kind of went up to the upstate, up near Greenville. Greenville, however you want to say that fucking word, too. There's a different way you can say every fucking word out there, right? It's ridiculous, really. Can we just pick a way to say something? But then what would I have to talk about with pronunciation of, of different words and stuff? But I went to the Golden Grove Farm and Brew. I called the guy. I said, look, man, I'm, I'm looking to come up there. Do you have any slots for RVs uh, so I can stay the night? And the guy said, well, I've got one spot for you. All my other spots are in the mud at the at the at the time being and we've actually had to to tow some vehicles out because they got stuck in the mud you know it's a big farm up here in the upstate and we'd had quite a bit of weather i mean two three weeks worth of rain almost so he said i've got one spot that's available no, nobody else has taken it it's a uh it's actually a gravel spot right in front of the brewery um he asked me you know how big my travel trailer was and uh he said yeah you could definitely you should definitely be able to fit right there so you'll be the only person, you know, coming in as a harvest host. So I said, that's fine with me, man. I'm ready. So I drove up there. I get to the spot uh, about four o'clock. They were supposed to open the brewery at five. Um, I pull in. I just pulled straight in. I didn't feel like going up and trying to back into the spot. I just pulled into it. Had plenty of room for other people to get by me and come in. Uh, Leia was with me. I left Leia in the car because the, the, the brewery was inside. It was kind of a little overcast and, and cold outside, so we, there was no outdoor seating going on. <clears throat> Went into the brewery. Once it opened at 5, I got in there about 5.05. I was the only person in there. Uh, a guy named Steven was working the bar. I think Andrew is the actual owner that I talked to on the phone. Super nice people. They, they welcomed me with open arms. I walked in, sat at the bar, talked to Steven. I thought, what day was it? I think it was a Tuesday night, and I said, man, I'm probably going to be the only person in this joint. It might have been a Wednesday. I can't remember. So I'm going to be the only guy in this joint. The music was pumping. It was fantastic. had a great playlist going on. The beer was amazing. Everything I drank was good. I started with a session IPA, moved on to an IPA, and, of course, had some other things. You know, the great thing about these Harvest Host locations is my house is right there at the location, so I can abide as much as I want to at these at these places and uh, sit there and out drink everyone and all I do is walk right out the door and climb into my house and uh, do whatever I do once I get in there you know so it's 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 a win-win for everybody with this harvest host you know it costs I think 79 bucks for the year it gives you access to over 1200 I think it might even be over 1300 uh, locations across the United States right now uh, you can stay at breweries, you can stay at uh, distilleries, at wineries, at farms, at museums. Uh, they've even added a golf court option, which is an additional cost that you can stay at. And all you do is you just drive across country. You throw this your location wherever you're headed or wherever you know you're going to land uh, into this app. And it pulls up and tells you whatever is around that area. You click on it, gives you some information on it, hours of operation, who to contact, uh, reviews, all that kind of good stuff, what they offer. And you call them, you email them. There's even now an online uh, booking thing that some people are using. You get in touch with them, say, hey, I want to stay. They say, sure, come on out. Most places don't provide you any power, water, or anything like that. Most of them allow you to use a generator because uh, they don't give a shit about the noise. Um, all they ask is that you come in and make a purchase. You know, you, you drink a couple beers, you have some wine, you get a, a, a meat, a charcuterie trait, a tray, 
uh, you know, get a burger, fucking whatever, purchase some vegetables out of the, off the farm, and they provide you a free night to stay at locations. So I did that pretty much all the way across, back and forth across the United States when I took my trip out west, and I'm still using it here on the East Coast. It's a great way to just, you know, if you just need a night stay, just a place to, to lay your head down and get a good night's sleep and not worry about unhooking and setting up and doing all this bullshit that you do at campsites and paying money, uh, you can pretty much stay at one of these places all the way across the United States and back and never pay a cent for camping fees. Although, you know, you're going to pay a couple bucks uh, to take care of those merchants that are providing you a free place to stay. So, And let's let's think about it. If you're going to go to a campsite anyway or stay on an Air Force base or whatever, you're most likely going to go out and get something to eat. You're most likely maybe going to go buy a six-pack of beer and bring it back to your camper. You're going to spend some money regardless, and you're paying for that campsite. So this kind of lets you save a little bit of money as you venture out there into the RV lifestyle. So Golden Grove Farm uh, sat down finally about 5 o'clock, 5.30. People start rolling in. This uh, Army vet, or Navy vet, I'm sorry, named Ernie, came and sat down next to me there, and there was an Army vet that uh, sat down two or three spaces away from him. You know, we were distanced there at the bar, and um, sat down and started having a fantastic conversation with Mr. Ernie. He even offered me a place to stay if, I, if I'm ever up in that area again. We exchanged phone numbers. He said, hey, man, if, you, if you're up here again and you want to stay at my ranch, you're perfectly well or perfectly fine to do that. I'll, I'll give you power, water, or whatever you need. The dog can come in the house, all this good stuff. So we, uh, you know, made a good uh, veteran friend there. He did 22 years in the Navy. Uh, he worked on submarines, uh, intel on submarines. Fantastic dude. I think he was in his mid-50s or so, wasn't too far away from me, maybe late 50s. But man, we just had the best conversations. I wish I would have had my phone recorder on, or I wish I would have asked him, hey, do you mind if I record this? Because what we're talking about is just amazing, amazing stuff. And it was a great conversation. I wish I could remember all of it. But um, I look forward to getting back in touch with him next time I'm up in that area, which may be toward the end of this month. Uh, Slayton and I and Lily <clears throat> may be going up to stay at a, uh, at a state park there up near Greenville for a few days. If he's not gone, he, he was talking about going down to Florida here last night when I talked to him. He was talking about going down, uh, maybe down to Destin um, at some point or another. So who knows when he's doing that, but I may go up on my own. Golden Grove Farm and Brew, it's, it's one of those that are kind of off the off the radar uh, as far as Greenville breweries So I would and Anderson breweries as well. So I would highly recommend checking this uh, little local joint out. They're one of the smaller breweries up there. They're not getting all the hype that uh, all these other breweries up there are getting, like uh, you know, Brewery 85 and Thomas Creek and uh, Carolina Barnhouse and uh, who else is up there? Bird Slice South. All these other fantastic breweries that are up there. These guys probably aren't getting as much love, as much uh, press and things like that. So I would highly recommend them. They had fantastic beer. They got a... Uh, uh, Really great pizzas, um, as a matter of fact, as well. I think I, I think I was there on a Wednesday because I think Wednesday was twelve bucks for a, a full size pizza and a, and a pint of beer. I think was the deal, if I'm not mistaken. Highly recommended. So we had a we had a retired Army guy, we had a retired Navy guy, we had a retired Air Force guy. All we needed was a retired uh, Marine guy, and we would have been all set. But um, the other guy, I, I didn't get his name. We didn't talk quite as much. He was a little further apart. He talked more to Ernie than he did to me. 
just too far with the music going on for us to, to kind of have a hard conversation. But uh, really good guys, man. And to, to top it all off, fucking Ernie paid my tab. And uh, I didn't have to pay a damn thing to stay here, man. So, <clears throat> man, just chokes me up, you know, right now thinking about it. That when people do stuff like that, it's just, oh, my God. You know, the spirit of, of people is not lost. You know, people keep saying that uh, the world's going down the twos and the U.S., uh, you know, the America's going down the twos and we're going to hell in a handbasket and there's nothing good in this world anymore and we're canceling everything and people suck and riots and blah, 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 blah. Fuck all that shit, man. I just want to cross the United States and back. And people are people all the way across the United States. Everybody's having a good time. Everybody's out laughing and enjoying life and loving their loved ones and their and their kids and their family and all this other kind of stuff. I didn't see any of that in my entire five months that I was gone across the United States. No matter what state I went through, nobody was out there complaining. The complaining that you hear is on Facebook. That's where everybody's complaining. That's where the world sucks. That's where the world is going to hell in a handbasket. And I use Facebook quite often. I'm going to be, <laughs> any of you guys that know me knows this, that I stir up shit and I, I put stuff out there on Facebook, but I'm not trying to end the world. I'm just trying to uh, get people to think a little bit, think a little bit about both sides of issues. And some people will say I don't do both sides, but I do. If I'm making you think about one side, you're going to think about the other side as well. So you'll you'll figure it out. But I post some stuff out, stuff out there just to shake some feathers. And and um, a lot of it is 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 factual uh, fact check stuff too. So a lot of it is, is giving people information that they're maybe not getting, that they're not getting the truth out there. And I'm not saying I'm the giver of truth, but there are a lot of things out there that I post that are contradictory to what a lot of people are out there thinking, uh, that make you go, Hmm, maybe I've been looking at this thing the whole, the whole time the wrong way, you know? So, what was I trying to say with all that? What I'm trying to say is the world is fine, guys. <clears throat> it's not going to hell in a handbasket. Everybody's going to be okay. I've been on this world, on this earth, 48 years, almost 49 here, coming up in September so far. And the world has been the same. This whole Cardi B and, you know, Megan, the, uh, the stripper, whatever her name is, um, <laughs> that's got everybody in such an uproar right now. Everybody was in uproar, what? Back when Elvis was shaking his hips on TV and they, they only filmed them from the waist up or from the, from the hips up because they, or from the waist up, I guess, right? Because they didn't want you uh, seeing him gyrating on stage. Little Richard. Um, let's get into, you know, uh, the Rolling Stones, you know, Mick Jagger, the way he danced on stage. Let's get into Madonna. Everybody thought, you know, she was just ruining the entire world with her Like a Virgin performance, I think was on the Grammys as well or the American Music Awards, or some kind of show like that. Uh, George Michael, you know, let's talk about sex and him being gay. You know, the, the world was going to hell in a handbasket back then, right? Uh, Prince uh, with controversy and, and um, Darling Nikki and all these songs that he put out there. Two Live Crew back in the mid-80s that, you know, made us put uh, explicit language stickers on all the stuff, you know. No different than what we're doing right now with Dr. Seuss or with uh, the Muppets or... Um, and these other things. So the world is the world, man. The world has been the same since the fucking beginning of the time, the beginning of existence. There's going to be people that don't like things. There's going to be people that don't like change. They don't like progress. They can't 
realize that these things are a sign of the times. Um, you know, we've become freer. We've become more open with our bodies. We've become more open with language. And we've added, you know, cuss words to the dictionaries and the word ain't and all these different things. Things progress. And just because it's not like it was in the 20s or it's not like it was in the 50s doesn't mean it's worse or not as good. Um, talk to the youth that are in the time right now and they say, oh, man, that's great. I love I love wet ass pussy. Um, I love strippers. I love scantily clad women. I love whatever. Um but once they become 50 and 60 and 70, they're going to look back uh, or they're going to look at the times that they're in right then and they're not going to like it either. That's you. That's me. That's just the way life is. It's all situational. It's based on the situation and the times that you're in. Things are going to progress. Things are going to change. We've canceled stuff forever. And by the way, none of the stuff that people are saying is canceled has been canceled. It's all still out there. It's all accessible. Enough of that. What was I talking about? Ernie, the Navy vet. Paid my tab. Fantastic. Those are the type of people that are still living today in America, around the world. Are there some bad actors? Are there some bad people? A hundred percent. But the majority of life is fantastic. Just fucking live it. If you, if you, if you don't want to be mad all the time, get off of a goddamn Facebook and the news and just live. You know, when I went across the country and back and even now, not really. So I can separate the two. I can separate uh, fact from fiction, reality from, from non-reality. So just get out there and, and live in the moment, live with people, interact with people, get out there and visit businesses and locations and see that the world is, has not gone to the hell in a handbasket. People are still out there loving each other, having good times, having fun, partying, getting educated, falling in love, all those good things. It's fine, guys. <clears throat> I left Golden Grove Farm and Brew. Sorry about the rant there. But when you see good people across the United States, it just makes you realize the world is fine. I left Golden Grove, and I was going to go to, I was on my way to another Harvest Host location, another fabulous location, another place where I had the only spot on the location, a place called Mayday Brewing Company. Uh, we'll pull a couple of these up, actually, while we're doing this. But on the way there, on the way to Mayday Brewing, which is in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, I had a tire blowout. Uh, first one so far. God dang it. Golden Grove Farm and Brew. <clears throat> So we'll pull these guys up real quick first, okay? Uh, let's go here. So this is the front of the the front of the building here, um, the doorway. Uh, they didn't have this uh, garage door open because um, because of the weather. The weather's bad. Uh, they got live music. They got their own microbrews. They got a disc golf course. It's a nine hole course. I think it's expanding to a an eighteen hole course right now. Uh, like I said, it's in Piedmont, uh, South Carolina right here. Give them a call. Go visit them. 115 Crim Road. Let's see what else they got if I go into here. Nah, nothing really, but I uh, thought maybe they'd have some pictures. So that's uh, where I went. This is where I was going to, leaving there. Mayday Brewing. 
And if I would have had time, if I wouldn't have wasted so much time setting everything up, I would have pulled all this stuff up and been able to, to link and, and throw some of this stuff up on the screen. Speaking of that, let's do a little bit of housekeeping here. Let's throw this up. Let's throw that up. Okay, so this is Mayday Brown Company. They are up in, uh, like I said, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. On my way there, I blew a tire. First tire I blown. I had a feeling this tire, let's, let's go back here for a second. I had a feeling this tire was going to blow from the time I left, the time I bought the thing. and I, I first got on the road back uh, early October of 2020. I just felt like there was a, a few little like, razor blade looking cracks in the sidewall of this tire, um, a grouping of them of maybe five or six little cracks. And I said to myself, I said, self, um, I got a feeling you're going to have a problem with the sidewall on that tire. Well, I drove all the way across the country, right? I drove uh, 25 or 2,600 miles all the way out to, to Reno. Uh, a lot of uh, mileage and stuff in between uh, cities as I was out there. Uh, drove all the way back. And I got all the way to Piedmont, South Carolina on my next trip. Got halfway between there and Murfreesboro. My tire blows out. So probably a good six to seven thousand miles I'd put on that tire before it uh, finally blew. Scared the crap out of me. The trailer stayed true. I've got a nice uh, hitching system on the trailer. It doesn't uh, give me any sway. It uh, doesn't give me any problems if I blow a tire. It's not uh, you know going to throw me off the road or make the trailer go all wonky and start uh, doing crazy shit. So the tire blew. I, I looked in my rear view mirror. I felt the, I felt the trailer drop. I looked in the, in the side view mirror actually. Looked in, looked backwards. I could see smoke coming out, you know, from the tire there. I could see tread wear just kind of flapping up around, <clears throat> around the, the wheel well there. I slow down as best I can. I start pulling to the shoulder, you know, blinker on, but the shoulder has a, a railing going on it. So I can't get my trailer or the, you know, the, the width of my trailer off the road. So I had, I kind of was halfway in the shoulder, halfway in the road, threw my flashers on. I probably had to pull another hundred yards, maybe 150 to get past that guard railing and get to where I could actually get off the road on the shoulder, you know, put my, put myself a good foot or two feet in between the, the line there, the white line on the road. Uh, scared to death, heart's beating. I called my dad immediately. I said, well, it finally happened. He's like, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? I said, well, I finally blew a tire. Um, he gave me some tips and ideas and I said, well, I've got, I, I still have Good Sam. You know, when I bought this thing from Camping World, they gave me a year's worth of Good Sam roadside assistance. Uh, that year is not up yet, so I, I got to try and uh, locate my paperwork and find a phone number where I can call Good Sam and find my actual membership number. And I'm just going to get Good Sam out here. See, see how that works. I don't feel like changing it myself, which I could have. I had all the equipment, uh, the jacks, the tie, the spare tire, all that stuff to do it myself. The impact uh, drill. But I said, why not take advantage of, of the service that I've got and keep myself safe and off the road? Because we were literally, these tractor trailers are coming by this trailer and it was rocking like a boat, you know, like a, like a boat out in the middle of the ocean there. So I called the Good Sam number. They take a bunch of my information, my making model of my car, the trailer size, the trailer making model, what size tire it is. Do I have a spare tire? Is it on the passenger side, the driver's side? Um, is a dual axle, is a single axle, where you're located, 
I didn't know exactly where I was. <clears throat> I knew I was still in Georgia at the time because uh, I took the long way around. Uh, so I had better roads than going up through the mountains uh, to go to Murfreesboro. So I said, I don't know. And the girl said, well, is this your cell phone number that you're calling from? And I said, yeah. I said, what, what I, well, I could have been calling from another phone, I guess. But I said, yes, yeah, my cell phone. She said, I'm going to send you a link. I want you to click on the link, and that's going to allow us to, to figure out where you are. So she sends me a link. I go to my text messages. I click on it, opens it up. Click here to, to pinpoint your location. Immediately, uh, she knows exactly where I am. So she's, okay, I'll get somebody out there as soon as I can. Uh, they'll text you and let you know their status uh, periodically so you have an idea of what's going on. Within the hour, good Sam service person is there. Um, we get the spare tire off the back with the tools that I got because he, he didn't have a tool for the, for the locking system I have on the back of the, the, the trailer. We get the spare tire off. He pulls out this damn NASCAR style, you know, uh, floor jack, boom, boom, two pumps, trailers raised up, pneumatic, uh, drill, bloop, 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 takes off the five lug nuts, put the tires on. I'm up and running. Took him maybe five minutes to get the tire on, off and on. Thanked him, got on my way. I probably should have immediately gone and gotten another spare tire because now I have no spare, but I, you know, I'm a gambler. I gambled on it. I drove it all the way up to uh, St. Louis and back <clears throat> to South Carolina before I decided to get new tires. So it worked. I'm back. I survived. Did not have another flat. Thank goodness, because I would have been shit out of luck if I did. So I took a chance. So anyway, that happens. I get to um, Mayday Brewing Company. I park in their only location they have. Um, ba -ba -ba. Sat there. Another place. Off the grid. I'd never heard of them before. They're a Harvest Host location. I'm, you know, I'm going to give you the real scoop. A lot of the Harvest Host locations I've been to are not primo. The beer is not fantastic. Great locations, great spots, great people. Eh, beer, not so much. You know, a little lackluster, a little middle of the road. One of them a little less than middle of the road up in Arkansas. But this one, another fantastic place for beer. Another fantastic spot where I've got my house right outside within walking distance of the front porch. And I can drink and, and, and enjoy my time as much as I want. Had pizza there as well. More fantastic pizza. Met some people. I actually took Leia to this one. We were out on the porch. It was perfect weather. I mean, beautiful. Beautiful weather. We sat on the porch. Uh, other dogs were out there as well. Some dogs were on the inside, which there was a big sign on the door that said no dogs indoors. But there was at least three of them in there. So I think they just put it up there for shits and giggles just in case DHEC comes by. They can say, well, we put up a sign. We don't know why these dogs are in here. But they didn't care. The owner was there, Ozzy. Um, it didn't make a difference to him. Uh, fantastic guy, by the way, Ozzy. Uh, very accommodating. I called him. He said, yes, I've got one spot. What size trailer do you have? Okay, pull in there. Not a problem at all. Met him. We hung out outside and talked for a good bit. Uh, really good guy. He's from, I think he was from California or Florida originally. Looked kind of like a, a, a cool hippie. Was uh, real jealous of me being on the road and doing what I'm doing. Said he's he's been wanting to do that for years, and now he's got this business that he probably can't sell to anybody. But I think he could sell that place in a heartbeat. I loved it. It was great. The decor, the location, uh, the parking, the beer, the pizza, the layout. Everything was great. 
Uh, met another couple <clears throat> where we were sitting outside. Um, I was just going to sit there and put my headphone in and just kind of zone out like I do a lot of times in places, and, and, you know, antisocial a lot of times, which I maybe shouldn't be as much as I am. But this guy, I could, I could overhear this couple. They were sitting on the bench across from my picnic table that I was sitting at where I was sitting. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I could tell, or I could overhear them talking about my travel trailer. And they were talking about, oh, that's a, that's a Rockwood, and that's a, you know, I wonder what size tires it has, and that looks like something, you know, I think we'd enjoy. So I just perked up and said, yeah, that, that's my travel trailer. I said, if there's anything you want to know about it, let me know. I can give you all the details on it. Obviously, it's mine. You can even take a look at it if you want. And so the, <clears throat> the couple, extremely nice couple. I didn't get their names before they left, but extremely nice. They have a, an R-Pod. Uh, they do a lot of uh, traveling, short destination thing, campsites. But they've been wanting to go full time on the road as well. Uh, this guy was uh, he was a prior prior Marine for four years, maybe six, and uh, then he became a firefighter. Retired as a firefighter, just recently retired. So they're really, really seriously thinking about it now, about maybe getting on the road full time. That it's been their dream. Everywhere I go, man, people say it's their dream. I'm like, well, why? Why don't you wake up, man, and make your dream a reality? And people say, oh, I can't right now. I got this job. Oh, I got this. Uh, my kids are in school. Oh, I got uh, bills to pay. Oh, I can't afford it. Oh, I just don't know. Uh, just get out there and do it, man. If, if it fails, it fails. And then you do something else. But you're never going to know if it's going to work or if you're even going to like it. Or if you can do it. Because you can't really do anything if you put your mind to it. You just have to plan on it and uh, figure out how to do it and do the research. But I'm like, God dang it, guys. Everywhere I go, these people are just saying, oh, that's my dream. I would love to be doing that. Oh, I'm so envious. Well, then fucking do it. What are you waiting on? Before you know it, your life's going to be over. Or before you know it, you're going to have an injury where you can't enjoy it. Or before you know it, you're going to get sick. Or before you know it, you're going to have your first of three heart attacks. And it's going to debilitate you. Or before you know it, um, the world's going to end. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, fill in the blank, right? You just got to make your, your dreams a reality. Is all I'm saying. Wake up, quit having dreams all the time, and do what makes you happy. Do what you love. Do what you're going to enjoy. Get off of the, the the wheel, the hamster wheel. Get out of the rat race. Get out of the capitalist uh, mindset in this country where you just have to be so productive and you have to be busy all the time and you have to work 40 to 60 hours a week and you have to work for uh, wages that suck and you have to work for people that suck. And you have to put up with traffic and you have to put up with all this bullshit. And you're always angry all the time. And you're always tired and you're always pissed off. Fucking get out there and do what you want to do. And stop doing what other people want you to do. You know? You know what I'm saying, guys? So another great couple. More great conversations. I wish I would have recorded that one as well. All the way across, I should have asked permission. Hey, can I record this conversation? I run a podcast. You know, I didn't have all my equipment. That I, I actually forgot my my, my microphone and uh, <clears throat> my um, fucking stands. What the hell do you call those things? Tripod stands. I forgot everything, so I couldn't really even record a proper podcast, sit down with somebody and do it, which I wanted to do with Ryan. I could have done it on my phone and just kind of done it old school. I mean, that's how Joe Rogan started off, doing podcasts on his phone. So a lot of people start. I know some people still do it. 
But I should have recorded all these, uh, especially the conversation I had with Ryan. God damn it, I don't know why I didn't record that, but you just get caught up in the moment. You don't even think about it. You know, you get caught up in the conversation. You get caught up in the, in the moment of talking with somebody that you've been friends with for decades and uh, catching up and uh, you don't even think about it. But So that brings me up to uh, Ryan. Went up to Belleville. I uh, booked uh, a few nights there at Scott Air Force Base, where we're both stationed. Excellent. Every time I go on to these Air Force bases, you know, whether it was Nellis or whether it was uh, Scott Air Force Base or even just visiting some of these bases that I've been to around uh, around the country, fantastic to get back on these bases and have all the memories rush back of the times when you were there. And you can even picture yourself with your uniform on and a skinnier you and walking down certain places and walking into certain things and working at cer certain locations. It's a great memory burst that uh, just... Uh, fills you with so many great and sometimes not so great memories. You know, Scott Air Force Base doesn't have the best memories for me. Like I mentioned, uh, Ron and I both had our wives cheating on us. Uh, their uh, mine was cheating with somebody that worked in the hospital we worked at, one floor above us. Uh, so, so sometimes not so great memories, but most times very nostalgic, very great memories, very brings you back to a time where you were in the past and um it's almost like watching an old movie you know uh you're you're clicking on that uh that reel to reel and you're hearing the the clicking and the 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 noise that a reel to reel would make if you, if you know what I'm talking about then you do, you're 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 flashing back and you're seeing this flutter of a of images you know as you walk around the base and uh man just fantastic every time that happens any base I go on to and any locations I go to as well that I've, I've been to in the past. You know, like I went down while I was there, I went uh, the 19 extra miles into St. Louis and went to the Arch and some different places, a place called Crown Candy that we used to take the kids to all the time when we were stationed there. It's been around since the 20s. Um, the Schlafly uh, Brewing Company, which was the only brewing company besides Budweiser, I think, that was there at the time we were stationed there. There was no craft beer to speak of at the time. So, anyway... Got up there, I checked in to, to the Air Force Base, got in touch with Ryan eventually uh, once he got free from, from his work duties. Uh, same thing, he wishes he could give up work and not do anything. And I was like, just do it, dude. So uh, we sat down, we talked about Moody Air Force Base, we talked about Scott Air Force Base, we talked about our, our marriages of the past, we talked about the the book that I wrote. Uh, it's all fun and games and tell. You can find it on lulu.com, as a matter of fact. He actually ran upstairs when I mentioned the book and we started talking about the book again. But we started talking about a lot, a lot of locations down in Moody that we used to hang out. And a lot of those uh, ended up on the book, in the book, because most of the book, all of the book, is from my time down at Moody Air Force Base from uh, 1992 to 1998. So as soon as I mentioned the book and started talking about some of the stories in there, he ran up the stairs, the stairwell, came back down with a copy of the book. So he's still got a copy of it sitting around <laughs> since I pushed it out. In uh, 2007, I believe, was the first publishing of that book, the first, the first version of that book. This, this has been revised three or four times now and, and probably needs a, a revision again. So he went down and got, he went up and got the book. That was hilarious. So we, we had a good laugh about the book and, and, and about some of the content of that book. <clears throat> he cooked me a steak. Cooked all of the steaks, some, uh, some huge ribeyes. I mean, it must have been 20-ounce ribeyes, inch and a half thick, whatever. Uh, then we had some sweet potatoes. 
uh, walked in. I took Lay over there because he said, bring Lay over. We got three dogs. They, he, you know, she can run around in the backyard with the dogs. So I said, okay, that's, that's fantastic. That way I don't have to keep her in the house. And uh, she can come out and have some fun. So she came out. We go in the door. He's got three dogs. We go in the door. They, we go out back. We chit-chat out back for a little bit. We're, we get the grill surfaced up or whatever. Next thing I know, and I don't think I have a video of it, and I can't pull it up because I, well, maybe I can. Let's see. It was, no, I think I've already deleted it. I know that for a fact, actually. I, I took a video of her. She was staring in the in the back uh, sliding door, the glass, and the, the sun had already gone down a little bit. I had my camera on and had the, the light on the camera so I could see because it was dark outside. She's staring in this door. I'm like, what are you staring at? So I, I go up to the door, and I'm taking the video, and I just see these two glowing eyes on the other side of the door. So there's a cat on the other side of the door that she was admiring and looking at. I do not believe Leia has ever seen a cat before, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't think she's ever witnessed a cat. So she's staring at it. Come to find out, Ryan has five cats and two birds on top of the three dogs. So we go inside. We start uh, conversating in the kitchen, and we're getting our meals ready, our plates ready. Uh, the cats are all up on the counter and the washing machine, the dryer, all this stuff. They're all kind of up high. Uh, Leia's, all the dogs are back inside with us. We go in and sit down and uh, eat on the couches in the living room, den, whatever you want to call it, different wherever you go. And we're sitting down, and Leia's, after we get done eating, we're just sitting there chit-chatting, like I said, having a conversation. And Leia's up underneath the couch with her paw. You know, there's a, a gap underneath the couch about yay high, an inch maybe, two inches. She's laying on her side with her head, you know, down where her eye is level with the floor, where she can see underneath the couch. And she's, you know, swiping her paw underneath the couch like she's trying to get something. Like there's a toy underneath there or a piece of food or a snack or something, you know, fell down and is underneath there. So we're like, what are you trying to, what are you trying to get underneath, underneath there, Leah? So Michelle, Ryan's wife, walks over to the recliner. It's an electric recliner couch. She walks over and starts uh, putting the recliner up to, to see what's underneath the couch so she can get it. Well, it's one of the five cats. <laughs> is under the couch, and Leia darts underneath the couch. Now this cat is pinned up against the back of the couch and the sidewall of the couch. The only way out is to come through where she is, I guess. I, I don't know how she got underneath there originally, but she's pinned underneath there. So Leia's clawing, uh, snipping, the cat's under there, swiping. It's cornered in the back. I pull, uh, Leia still has her harness, harness or leash on, whatever. So I pull her harness back, pull her out of the, from underneath the couch. Michelle gets underneath, grabs the cat. The cat's bleeding. <laughs> Leia's got a little, a little blood coming off of her cheek. Um, it was a literal, literal cat and dog fight. Right there, underneath the couch. Michelle's all upset. She runs upstairs with the cat. I never see Michelle the rest of the night, I don't think. I don't think she came back down. Ryan and I are sitting downstairs and saying, well, she let her underneath the couch, really. <laughs> I guess we should have found out what was underneath the couch before we decided to lift it up. But I had no idea that Leia would react that way to a cat. Later on, she chased another cat through the kitchen and around. And we had to corral her again. So, oh, good times there with uh, Mr. Ryan. And uh, Leia now now knows what a cat is. I don't know if she's going to act that way every time she sees a cat. I don't know if she just got excited. Um, I don't know if the cat said something to her. I don't know what happened. But 
she was going she was going to kill that cat i believe i believe i gotta take a little sip my mouth's throat's getting dry <clears throat> oh man so what else everybody's lifting all these restrictions i think there's 15 to 18 different states now that have listed, listed pretty much all their COVID ordinances and restrictions and whatever. Um, even before that happened, I, you know, when I went through South Carolina and up into Tennessee, pretty much looked like COVID was over. Nobody gave a shit. Nobody's wearing masks. Nobody's distancing. Nobody paid attention to any of the rules whatsoever. Illinois was still doing a fairly good job. They had literally just opened up their restaurants. Uh, May 1st. I was up there around May 6th, I think, or something like that, somewhere around there. So they had literally just reopened. Uh, so they were pretty strong as far as their mandates and and uh, people paying attention to what they should be doing. Uh, you know, because this thing's not over yet. We're still, people are getting vaccinated, uh, 30, 40, I don't know what it is now, 60 million people, maybe we're close to 100, we should be by now, have gotten at least their first, their first dose. A lot of them have gotten their second dose. Uh, we're coming out of this thing, guys. Let's not fuck this thing up. Let's not extend this thing any longer than we have to. If everybody just wears their, continues to wear their mask, it's not that hard. You're not out 24 hours a day wearing a mask. It's very periodically, depending on where you're going, if you even leave the house. When you get there, stay away from people. Don't shake hands. Uh, don't go back to all the old ways and hugs and all this stuff yet. Just, you know, relax. You'll get there. Um... You know, sanitize when you touch stuff, you know, wash your hands, sanitize your hands, hand cleaner, whatever. Let's just stick it out a little bit longer, guys. We've made it this far, okay? We've already had, you know, 530-something plus thousand people die in the United States. Way more than that worldwide. It's not a hoax. It's uh, It's been a pretty serious deal. If nobody had done anything, think of all the lives that we have lost. Probably triple, quadruple what we've lost so far. Um, you know, when we initially thought it was just another strain of the flu. Uh, let people get vaccinated. Just hang in there a little bit longer. Don't get dumb. Don't get stupid. Yeah, you're okay. Maybe you've had it. Maybe you've had the vaccine. Maybe you say, okay, now I don't have to do all these uh, measures anymore. Well, you're not setting an example for the rest of the people that still need to, and you're still maybe contagious to other people. Maybe you, you still get the virus, but it's just not as, uh, it's not going to be as harsh as if you wouldn't have had the vaccine. You can still transmit it. Uh, I didn't want to go into this whole thing. Just be careful, guys. Have some common sense. Hang in there just a little bit longer. We're almost through this thing. We're a year in. The longer people start doing stupid shit, or the quicker they start doing stupid shit, the longer this thing is going to last. And we're, we're going to be in this thing for fucking ever, okay? So, God damn it. I want to get back to normal, don't you guys? And, you know, some of you out there might say, well, I'm already back to normal. Well, good for you. What about the rest of the fucking, the rest of us, you know? We're in a society. This is fucking humanity. Let's, let's, you know, it's not all about you. We're, we're all in this thing together or else we're all going to die together. All right. So that was a big rant just because my note here said COVID seems non-existent in South Carolina and in Tennessee. And of course, now we know it seems non-existent in a lot of other states as well. And you know what? We're seeing spikes in about 10 different states right now. I wonder which ones those are. In, in cases and deaths, by the way, and hospital, you know, capacity is going up again. Uh, we already talked about everybody wanting to do what I'm doing. Uh, where else did I go? On my way back, 
Slayton and, and his lovely, lovely wife, Lily, were just uh, closing on the house. And it happened to coincide perfectly with me leaving uh, the Illinois area and coming back through Tennessee. So I decided to meet him at a place called Greenbrier Campground. We were initially going to go to Cosby Campground, but I guess it was booked or it wasn't, hadn't opened back up yet. I guess it closed for the season or something. I can't remember the story there, but <clears throat> Slayton had booked, um, he was closing on his house on the 8th of, uh, of March and had booked himself uh, for a week or so there. So I said, okay, I'll meet you guys down there for a couple of nights. I ended up staying three. Excuse me. And uh, we went to, we had a fantastic time at the campground. It's right off the, the Pigeon uh, River. Uh, we had some campfires uh, with real wood and with my uh, propane uh, gas fire pit. Uh, we cooked some food. We ordered some pizza. Uh, we made coffee. We smoked, uh, you know, a pre-roll, CBD pre-roll. Uh, we told stories. Just had a good time. Hung out with Leia. Uh, they loved Leia. We had a great time out in the river and some different things. Uh, went out into Gatlinburg one day. I went out into Pigeon Forge one day. Uh, but we all went out to Gatlinburg, went to Gatlinburg Brewing Company. I went to uh, Yeehaw Brewing Company. We went to a bunch of distilleries, Old Smokey's Distillery, um, Shinewood or something. It was, there was two other brands, uh, distillery, Tennessee Distillery maybe. Went to all these distilleries. We went to a winery and did some wine tasting. The last stop on our way out, we were going back to the parking garage. We had a great time, just people watching. Uh, all these people that were giving these tours at the distilleries and stuff, giving us the tastings, were hilarious, that had the best jokes. We were just having a great fucking time. Uh, per perfect weather. It was just, oh man, it was a perfect day in Gatlinburg uh, with two great people, but all the other festivities that we saw and, and the, the laughs that we had were very memorable and uh, a very good time. So last stop, we decided, let's have one more drink on the way out. So we decided to go to a place called Old Red, and it's actually owned by Blake Shelton, from what I understand. Huge stage on there. I wish I, I wish I would have pulled up a video too, but again, I didn't prepare for this thing at all. I could have pulled up a video and showed you the stage inside this thing, just what you would think of if you think of a, a musician opening up a bar, like a hard rock cafe, or you know, playing in Hollywood or anything. It's going to have a place for music, right? So a couple. Uh, Country guys up there singing some tunes. They actually had it broadcast on the TV so you could sit anywhere in the bar and, and listen to it or watch it if you wanted to. And we were sitting down and this guy's at the other end of the bar just beating on the bar, just enjoying the music, man. Oh, he was digging it so hard. And we were like, oh my God, could this guy be on this bar any fucking harder at all? And um, I don't remember how we got into a conversation with this guy. The guy's name was, uh, um, what the fuck was the guy's name? Oh, I can't remember what his real name was, but but everybody calls him Candyman. So somehow we got into a conversation with him across the bar. He ends up throwing uh, something at Slayton. And it's a package, a little cellophane package about like this. It's got a, a, a big smear of uh, peanut butter in there. And it's basically a, a, an edible, peanut butter edible. Throws it to Slayton. I can't remember why he threw it to Slayton. Slayton goes over there and talks to him, and, you know, wants to tell him thank you in person, shake his hand, fist bump, whatever he did. And I actually talked to him a little bit and just, uh, since the guy was nice enough to give him an edible. Goes over there, next thing you know, the guy wants to buy us a shot. And we're like, oh, okay, what the hell, man, buy us a shot. So he buys us a, uh, a Cinnamon Toast Crunch uh, shot, which is uh, rum chata 
and Fireball. Rumshot and Fireball. I think it was Rumshot and Fireball. Man, pretty good. I'm not a Fireball fan. I'm not a Rumshot fan, but it was pretty tasty. I'm not a big fan of, uh, you know, those foo foo shots. I like to just take a shot of whiskey or take a shot of tequila, shot of rum, whatever, just straight up. We'd had a beer. Both of us had had a beer. The guy, we asked for a check because we were ready to go. We'd been there a long time. And, uh, <laughs> so we get the bill. Slayton's beer, he had a Modelo, was $9 for a bottle. No, I think it was on draft. For a draft of Modelo, it was nine bucks. And Slate just like, he wasn't going off, but he's like, nine bucks for a Modelo. I think it was more than my craft beer, actually. So we got in this big conversation about Modelo and it shouldn't be that much money. And the guy's like, well, I don't tell you. That's how much it is here. So <laughs> that's what you're paying. So we walk over and, and Candyman's over there. They call him the Candyman because he's always handing everybody all this, uh, all these fucking edibles and stuff. But. So we go over there and, and, and the guys already agreed to come up and do some skiing the next day with Slayton at, uh, at Ober, uh, ski slope there in Gatlinburg. We go over there and we start complaining about the $9 beer and, and, uh, the guy says, well, let me buy you guys another shot. Since you, since you didn't like the $9 beer, let me get, let me buy you guys another shot. We'll get you, we'll get you all squared away. So he said, what kind of shot do you want? And I said, well, uh, do you know how to make a green tea shot? And the guy said, yeah. So he made a, made us a green tea shot. I don't even know, I can't, I know green tea shot is, um, it is, it doesn't have any green tea in it, by the way. I think it should, but it's, uh, Jameson and something else. Jameson and something. Jameson. Green tea shot. So he orders us a green tea shot. We do the shot. Guy says, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to hook you up with skiing tomorrow. Just come on over at noon or whatever. The guy was playing some golf somewhere else and he was going to come ski the second half of the day, but. Green tea shot recipe. Green tea shot. Similar to a kamikaze, but brighter and more refreshing, this green tea shot is, a sh is sure to impress. Come on, man. Get off that. Sure to impress your next dinner party. Oh, what is this thing doing, computer? Let's be honest, blah, 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 blah. Where's the recipe? Jameson, sour mix, peach schnapps, and lemonade or Sprite. Pretty tasty. It does not come in a, uh, in a beaker glass like that, but uh, it does come in a shot glass. So we had one of those, really good. And we left. That's when we went back. We stopped at this uh, hemp coffee joint. And they sell CBD products in there as well. So that's where Slayton got a couple of these pre-rolls. And we smoked one back at the campsite. And that's what made me buy mine. So there you go. What else? Oh, he actually gave me a peanut butter. And he gave uh, gave one to Lily. So he gave three edibles out to us for free. Didn't ask anything about it. And uh, he was supposed to bring 12 to the ski slope for Slayton for letting him uh, ski for free. And what else, man? We're going to wrap this thing up. Hour and 15. I haven't gone that long in a while, but I put a new window on the RV here, guys. A good friend of mine, Brad, he's got a, a travel trailer similar to this, newer 2021. My rig is a 2017. Same maker, Forest River. His is a Geo Pro. Mine's a Rockwood Mini Light. But his 
door window had a, a shade on it, you know, a retractable shade. And I'm like, damn it, my window doesn't have a shade. And that's the brightest part. When the sun comes up in the morning, that's the only place I can't distract the sun, you know, the, the light coming into the, to the camper from. And it ends up waking me up every damn morning. And I probably should just get up, but sometimes I want to sleep in, you know, and I like it dark. So I ended up going on to Amazon and I ordered me a, a window replacement. Installed it yesterday, as a matter of fact. Loving it. Fantastic. It's got a nice tinted window. It's got a retractable uh, corded shade that goes up and down, just like these guys do over here. They just go up and down on a, on a string, on a cord. One of the best things I've done for the trailer so far. It's going to be really nice once I sleep in here again. Second thing is that same dude, Brad, uh, Coastal Coffee Roasters, by the way, great place to go if you're looking for a fantastic local cup of freshly brewed and roasted beans coffee. He brought me a griddle. It's over here on the floor. I'm not going to be able to show it to you because I'm not, I don't have a mobile camera today. But it's a griddle. It attaches actually to a sidebar that goes on the out, that's on the outside of the trailer. I can attach that side, that side grill and I can attach this side table and I got me a workspace and a griddle. Right there on the outside, it attaches to a propane that comes right out the side of my trailer as well. And I can do outdoor cooking now. So I didn't have that initially. <clears throat> I had the rail, I had the table, but I didn't have the griddle. His trailer came with one. He never uses it. They've already got an external grill that they use. Uh, so he said, you know, if you want it. And I said, well, how much do you want for it? And he said, well, if it's for you, I'll, I'll just give it to you. So I don't know what the price of it is. Probably at least 150 bucks or something. Got it for free. So now I got a place to do some outdoor cooking underneath the awning, lights on, whatever, enjoying the weather. And I don't have to stink up, you know, the trailer with the, the steak I'm cooking or salmon or whatever. I can do it outside, right? Also, I finally, I went on Amazon. The tires that I had on this trailer originally were two-ply tires, really low rated, speed rating and all that kind of bullshit. It actually said on there 75 miles an hour max, and I was pretty much 75 miles an hour all the way across the United States and back. So I was maxing those tires out as far as speed and heat and all that kind of stuff. I went out, and uh, on the recommendation of my dad's neighbor over here, he's a real big RVer, he said get at least eight-ply tires, maybe even ten. So I went on to Amazon and found me some eight-ply uh, Goodyear tires with a higher speed rating and all that, and a, and a higher load rating uh, as far as weight-wise. And uh, had those installed, mounted in balance yesterday at Tire Choice and came back last night. My dad and I put them on the trailer. So I got brand new tires on here for my next trip. I got a new window shade. I got a grill, an outdoor griddle. And I'm going to be able to use my fridge is fixed. I got, a, you know, the brand new uh, cooling unit on the on the fridge when I was out west. I got the, the new water pump. Everything is is coming together. I've, I've refastened a couple things. The TV fell off the wall on my travel uh, back to South Carolina. <laughs> and uh, we've remounted that and secured it. Uh, my balance, not balance, my balance has come off of my window here that you can't really see at the moment. Uh, you can see maybe a little bit of it, but it's supposed to have a, a balance that goes across the top up here. It has backed out of the wall and fallen out. So I've got some, um, some new wall mounts for that as well that I'm gonna be putting up here in the next day or two. Uh, what else am I doing in here? That's about it for the time being as far as improvements and updates. I think. Is there anything else? I think that is it right now. So, 
maybe getting back on the road uh, here this weekend, possibly. I was thinking about going up to Oak Island, maybe, in North Carolina, to see a couple friends of mine up there for a day or two. May or may not. I'm not solid on that yet. At the end of the month, thinking about taking a trip with Slayton and Lily, if they're still down for it, to go up to... can't remember the name of the campground. Um, but it's up near Greenville. Go stay out there and tour a bunch of the breweries, do some hiking and some stuff around Greenville. They, they haven't really seen the the new spots up there, the, the rejuvenation that they, they've done in the downtown in Greenville. So I want to go up there and hang out with them and, and just see it again for myself. The last time I've been there is uh, maybe 2014, 2015. It's, it's been a good five years since I've been there, so there's probably even more stuff going down in Greenville as far as breweries and coffee shops and just restaurants, rebuilding, whatever. So that's what's going on, guys. Uh, I went today, actually did a performance or pulmonary function test. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I had a lung, uh, high-res lung CT scan. I've got an MRI scheduled for my neck next week. <laughs> I'm getting my COVID. I had a COVID test this past Friday. It was negative. I'm getting my vaccine this Friday. Got a lot of appointments going on, a lot of stuff going on. Um, checking out my lungs. I've been having some some labored breathing and some trouble maybe with my lungs. I don't know if it's due to just old age or being out of shape or if it's something to do with burn pits in Iraq or if I've got, if I had COVID before and now I've got some lung problems or whatever. So just doing some stuff to, to try and check things out. So I got a high-res lung CT scan. It came back normal, said it looked perfect, looked great. Did a pulmonary function test today. It's a breathing test to just kind of see where I'm at there, function-wise, so I'll get the results back at, back with that. I've been having some neck and shoulder issues, kind of similar to what I was having prior to my uh, last surgery of my neck. I had C6 and C7, had the disc taken out in between, had them cervically fused together, and a plate put in, so I'm having similar symptoms and issues in my neck and shoulder blade and shoulder area that just got me, you know, I just want to be on top of it. So I got an x-ray done, a lot of stuff going on, different levels, nothing that they were really super concerned about. I went a couple more weeks and I told them, look, I'm still having some issues. Maybe it's even getting a little bit worse. Maybe I'm even getting some some numbness, some, some symptoms down into the extremity. So they are going to do an MRI next Tuesday to kind of take a look deeper at the soft tissues instead of just the bones and see what's going on there, see if they can see any inflammation or pinching or any of that stuff. And like I said, I got the vaccine coming up, so phlebotomy next week. I mean, just all kind of bullshit, man. Um, trying to get all squared away and get a great bill of health going before uh, this Mississippi River paddle comes up in mid-July, which is coming up quickly. So, All right, well, that's all I got. Let me reiterate one more time. You know, go out there to Stay Classy Meats and uh, use the, the code FIST, and you'll get 10% off your first order. I think that's still the correct thing. If not, um, message me on any of the platforms and let me know and I'll get the pr proper code for you. We get out there and get you some quality meat, put it in your mouth. If you have not listened to it, if you're big into MMA, if you like sports betting, uh, check out the Punchlist MMA podcast, all the podcast platforms plus YouTube and check those guys out. Uh, check out all the breweries and beers and places and stuff that I've talked about on the podcast and campgrounds and all that good shit. Get out there and enjoy life, guys. Enjoy it. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. I appreciate it. If you would uh, please like and share and hit the notification buttons and 
tell people about it and comment and all this stuff on all my platforms, whether it be Facebook, whether it be Instagram, whether it be uh, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. Just get out there and search Craft Conversations with an S, and uh, you'll find it. You know, Let me know that you're liking it. Share it. Comment on it. Give it that thumbs up. All those good things, man. It helps with the algorithms. It helps uh, with my ego, and uh, it helps other people find the podcast. Word of mouth is always good. If you know anybody you think would like it, share it with them, okay? I love you guys. Good speaking with you again. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. We will talk to you soon, right? Adios.